This podcast may contain explicit content and language. Ooh, mama, we can listen to TNT. Trigger not traumatized. We're back in the building. It seems fitting that we should have a a little um, dating episode, like some relationship shit, being that uh, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Right. And at this point, at this point, we need to decide who we're settling down with, if we're practicing the right habits within our relationship, what is going on? Yeah, where, where, where you at mentally with all that shit? Mentally, I've really been prioritizing myself. I've been stimulating myself. I've been making myself feel good. <laughs> and enough to where I always see these posts where it's like, once you start focusing on yourself, that's the best way to attract somebody else. Um, mm, okay. That's and... I really have been doing that. Um, I met this new little girl. I won't call her a little girl. <laughs> but she is younger it's than woman, me. woman, <laughs> She's younger than me, which normally the women I've dated have been older than me. So I guess that's why I call her a little girl. But she cool. like, And I feel confident in how I'm coming in with my mental health investing oh. in this relationship. And oh, well, since we be... Since we be having little conversations, we begin shit. Don't forget to be aware of your red flag is dealing with this nigga Charlie. You feel me? Be cautious and be cautious of your own red flags. You, you know, know what? what? I'm Talk about <laughs> it. Talk it, brother. Brother JT. Man, I'm just listen, bro. I'm in a whole different ass space. I just want to say right off the top: fuck school, fuck the pandemic, fuck overdraft fees, fuck late fees. Anybody that is taking money from nigga that ain't got no money, is that that is that is the most conniving shit I ever heard. That's some evil ass shit, ain't it? Overdrive fee, nigga. I'm already broke. Like, that's man, all this but, stuff but, is confusing. You know, that's some college shit for you. Then um, professors like giving out hella work, bro. Hella work. Like we just mm-hmm. not in the damn panorama. Like we not yeah. sitting over here trying to figure shit out, trying to have a job, trying to figure out how to make money. Why are we in the house? Why are we trying to stay social distance? Like, fuck with us. And then the crazy part is, see, I'm, I'm really doing too much, but I was going to try to, you know, talk to one of my professors. It's Black History Month. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You black, I'm black. This is HBCU Raven. Come on now. She she pulled a fuck with me. You feel me? I'm like, and it's not like it's just unreasonable. Let me tell you the kind of workload that's being given out. She gives out two. 50 question quiz test and then she also has seven plus assignments also with a project due at the end of the mm-hmm. semester that we need to start on very lengthy also <laughs> with pages that are due weekly about some uh career thing it's listen we're gonna bring that up we're gonna bring more up about on this topic later too because I feel like people in the generation above us just be like, I work this hard. You too should have to work this hard instead of, yeah. I work this hard. Let me show you a better way of getting through this. They don't yeah. that vibe always. We got to address that's that in that, our community. That's some hating ass shit. You know what? That's some slave <laughs> shit. I feel like that shit from slavery. That's what it remind me of. Like, why would you not want to see the next nigga, the next nigga up under you with a lighter load? What a lighter load. What an easier life. What an easy experience. That just seems makes sense to me. But anyways, <clears throat> enough of my shit. We can go ahead and move to airing it out. I'm with that 30 in that motherfucker today. If you don't want to get hit, get your ass down. <laughs> like I said, y'all, it's Valentine's Day weekend. And I feel like 
If you still single in this Valentine weekend, either you smart, either you got played, you might be trying to own some money shit, but no funny though, bro. This quarantine shit. It's a lot to process. It's a lot to process this week, you know? Because oh, hell yeah. depending oh, on hell what yeah. day a person hang out with you really will talk to you about your position. Apparently. <laughs> That's what society <laughs> say. Like if you what day? Friday okay, the the Valentine's Day weekend this year is Friday through Monday. Fast. Monday, <laughs> you probably married. Some shit went down <laughs> Sunday. Okay, if you get praised on Monday, he really do love you. Just the dates ain't specific. But pretty much, <laughs> if it's Friday, then you a side chick. Because I hear the I hear the main chicks are getting the whole weekend this year. Mm, no, they getting that lie. Baby, I got to work Saturday. Sunday, I'm a, I got you, <laughs> And then check this out. If you a real nigga and you go out there in college, you you already know that refund coming out Monday. So she, she might as well sit tight to that Monday come so we all can eat good. You do what I'm saying? But <laughs> notice, y'all, notice. If you ain't got no bread, it's going to be so cute to just warm up some baby oil in the microwave or Hell some shea no, butter. Listen. Get that table and that cloth right. <laughs> Lay your girl down. Give her a head-to-toe massage and a facial. And I promise you, we is out here valuing that. We is valuing that. That's better than these flowers that's going to die in a couple days. Make me feel good. Please. <laughs> what I will say is, I feel like with the whole, the whole um, being broke and in a relationship, Ain't shit fun about that. But what I will say, being that we are in a pandemic and we are college kids, so we got to work with a budget anyway, it's plenty of cheap things you can do to make your girl happy. Mm-hmm. And if you got to heat up, like Raven said, heat up that shea butter. Wait till that yellow turn the oil and then rub it down. You feel me? She will appreciate that. But there also is a bunch of other cheap stuff. Listen, niggas, if you're out there listening, you can go to Publix, get your girl some $12 roses. Yeah, you can go to uh, Count Creek over there. And go to a little perfume little spot and get us some smell good. Look, you better work out some. And sometimes the like... creative thought take you there. The, the creative thought take you there. I know one time a dude gave me a bean and was like, "We gonna plant this together." And we a go bean? a bean like a plant a seed. I call it a seed, but it was bean. Oh, y'all was talking. We was talking for like for like a good minute, a few months actually. What's a few months and he get you a bean. Mm-hmm. You should have took that shit and threw that shit in <laughs> What the fuck? Shawty, this ain't no goddamn I thought that shit was cute, I thought it was cute and sentimental. It meant something to me. I love plants for nobody who knows. For anybody. I, who, I, I, I thought it was so plants. beautiful. I thought it was like, we're going to plant this together. And it came with a picture. He got me a picture, too, of us Ooh. together in a frame. And he got this bean. And it was like, it wasn't all his money he had. Like, I didn't necessarily Ooh. need this great thing. And it was lined up against a few other special dates. Because everybody okay. knows okay. my birthday is a two weeks before Valentine's Day. Two weeks is a good gap. I don't want to give him that. That's when the check just dropped say, again. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't be pressing dudes like that. But maybe that's... Me kind of living under misogyny my whole life and having to submit to that. But me, I don't mm-hmm. even be pressed on the bread like that. Because it's it's more okay. sentimental. 
I respect that. I respect that. At first, I was like, "This nigga, you a bean," but I mean, well, along with all that other stuff, a, f- a frame picture is really nice too, you fellas. That's pretty cheap. That's pretty cheap. Um, but like, if you single, fuck that shit, bro. Do what you gotta do, cause like I said, it'd be a bunch of shit going on. Get your work done. Go get your money up. And if you ain't smoking weed, good for you. But if you is smoking weed, roll that shit up. Them the flowers you need. Too much going on. If you single, the flower you need for yourself. (laughs) It's a good gas. Is what I'm saying. Like some nice stativa, if that's the fucking word. Mm -hmm. But something to calm you down, whether it's weed, whether it's burning the candle, whether it's doing something to get your mental right. Yeah. Um, And love yourself. Love your spend Valentine's Day with your with yourself. Run your own bath water. Put some flower yeah, petals yeah. in there. Turn on Rub some Luther Bandra and feel good. <laughs> some Luther. <laughs> Anyways, um, we we like a month behind, but I just wanted to bring this up. Shout out to everybody that did a challenge. Whether it was the busted challenge or the silhouette challenge, I just want to say from the bottom <laughs> of my heart during this pandemic, thank <laughs> Even if it was good. Even if it was bad, even if it got a lot of likes, or if it didn't get likes, if you post it, or it's right there in your gallery waiting because you were a little insecure, thank you, because we needed some shit. All this extra shit going on, man. Might as well smoke me when, might as well do all of these white folks taking over shit. It's an impeachment. It's an, I'm watching an impeachment trial. I don't mean to skip. I'm watching an impeachment trial. White folks are literally looking in your face. And a bunch of, in, 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 in a group, a group of people, <laughs> they will look a group of people in their face and say some bullshit and be like, mm-hmm, and we'll, and, and we'll stand with it. And that's wait. Some, listen, that's some wild ass shit to me. Everybody can be literally like, we're in the place where it happened. We're literally in the evidence. You this still evidence. see it. We still blocked off of here. <laughs> Defense is outside. What are you talking about? They... they, they they really trying to say that the insurrection didn't happen because of Trump, but anyways, we already know how America gonna do. The thing though is, I cannot even focus on on that fadulery right now. I feel mm-hmm. like maybe after the trial, he will become a lot more active on social media. Maybe his lawyers have told him to quiet down. But I'm just grateful that we now have a standing well, president and vice president that don't be messy. And everybody business <laughs> jumping jumping in everybody's situation when they ain't got shit to do with shit. That nigga was hell. He was hell, but he kept that shit entertainment. Like that shit was entertaining as fuck. The news so damn boring now. I'd be like, all right, but all right, Joe, what's up? What you what you gonna do? <laughs> Trump used to get on the tw- on Twitter eight o'clock in the morning. These niggas is lying. I ain't. I'm, I'm talking about here just pop some shit. Don't even give a fuck. I just really be scared. But luckily, we got a white man who gonna um, who just gonna handle business. That's a that's a. a I'm confident in the other places we voted this year too. I'm talking about the Senate. I'm talking about Vice President. I'm talking about the laws that we're changing in our Constitution. My boy, right for you. We're making it, making it thing. And who is that guy? And Kamala Um, too. What's our sheriff name now? Uh, uh, you talking about, um, he was Off on the 85, 85 South Show. His name, um, um. LeBet. my nigga LeBet. Hey, he, he really fucked coming on the 85 South Show. I, you know what? I was starting to think Jared Ossoff was going to come on the 85 South Show. <laughs> but he was out there talking to Kill Mike. He was talking to folks, though. John Ossoff was oh, yeah. out there. 
But you know, oh, yeah. my pastor too. My Let pastor brought up John John Ossoff too. They was like, Let me tell you. And I won't say my pastor, but I've been since the pandemic, <laughs> I've been following um Pastor Jamal Bryant. Who? That the young pastor that be on Twitter? Um, no, Pastor Jamal Bryant. He took over nah. I can't remember what church he took over, but it's a new birth. Mm, maybe it's new birth. What you were saying though? I'm gonna have to look at it again. But bro was just talking about how the reason this caused so much issue and ruffled so many feathers is because for the first time you have a black a black man who is a reverend who preached at Martin Luther King's mm-hmm. church, like he is a, a man of God coming into place. And you the have perfect black man. And you have the youngest for America. The youngest Jewish person. I, I didn't want to say Jew, but like Jesus was a Jew. Me too. This is a 33-year-old Jew who is stepping into office. And that's that's concerning for certain people. Because now we're understanding the narrative in which we've been broadcasted through these whole times. Which is our religion mm-hmm. great heavily. And mm-hmm. now we're using those things to our advantage. And we're using those things as knowledge to propel us through the system that, again, was used to put us down and now we're we're coming together as a people and i appreciate it i love it i'm here for it i like that too i like i had something to say today i really bought damn forgot but what i will say is um shout out to kamala being up there too i know you know what i'm saying she was throwing niggas in jail left and right and i ain't forgot that shit but what i will say is um i feel comfortable with a black woman being right there because that nigga joe i fuck with joe but that's an old ass white boy and you know how white folks is, so mm-hmm. um, hopefully, you know, Kamala is there in the right time to do what she got to do. I ain't saying nothing going to happen to the president, <laughs> for those that, <laughs> but what I will say is we do got somebody who we can trust. But speaking of place, Kam- Kamala like- and Vice President Kamala, I, and we did talk about Valentine's Day. I look at her and I'm like, okay, she's sporting a, you know, interracial relationship. And oh, yeah, that's a little, <clears throat> I wasn't going to go to. She out here, she had man. to, she with a white man and she also is making decisions for her Sounds career. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what you saying? <laughs> Hey, look, real quick, I want your opinion on something, too. So, you know how you were talking about pastors just then? Mm-hmm. It's a young pastor that be on Twitter. He be going viral and shit. And now people starting to have a little issue with what he be doing because he kind of have upscale productions in his sermon. Like, the last sermon that I seen on Twitter, people might know what I'm talking about. The last sermon I seen on Twitter, this nigga was on water. And it was a projector behind him with a boat. And he was talking about how... Yeah. <laughs> I was just a little confused. <laughs> it wasn't that I wasn't in tune. I just was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I don't know. When, anytime I see a whole lot of money in the ministry, I get a little confused because mm-hmm. the Lord I serve, he used to turn over tables. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know how capitalism and me and with the religion and kind of see how it balances out. It kind of is a little problematic. But um, It is problematic. And I think with... People trying to decide what a blessing actually consists of. 
to say, okay, mm -hmm. God has blessed me. A lot of people mm -hmm. have taken that as a monetary value, as a man coming in their life, as a bill being paid, as a car, because mm -hmm. that's what we were preached. That was the generational curse of yes. like, God is going to deliver you from slavery. You are going to get money. You're going to get to be able to work in the house. And that type of mindset is what equated blessings to monetary value. Yeah. And I think Ooh. that, I think that. They try their best to say, oh, this is something God provided because you told somebody they should tie 10, 10% each week. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and and this is something God provided when you haven't sacrificed any of these things for his people. The Bible also talks about if you have two shirts, give it to someone else. That water you had on the floor, I'm, I'm betting my second, twice, third removed cousin that is sitting in Africa could use it. Or somewhere, or somewhere, not even that far away. My homeboy <clears throat> on on off of Cleveland could oh, use it right oh, now. Right. And sometimes I feel like we we show off all of these physical things to say, okay, I'm being looked after. When mm. you can see a person, you can see a person's heart. You can tell if they're being covered. I know the most humblest people who have who have what the world would consider nothing cherish everything and and value everything and i feel like in my dating now this is a little to the left but even in my dating realm and in that world yes people don't realize that the value you're instilling in me may not be exactly how i'm valuing myself so i need you to align what you're giving me with what i'm giving you and mm. how we can continue to build in this realm of love and care because we understand the value of feelings. We understand the value of physical and, and financial and sacrifice. and sacrifice. We know those things. <clears throat> that's a, that's a good point. I want to add to that too. When you said blessing being a monetary value, because God blesses in a plethora of ways, but we've mm -hmm. broken it down to a monetary value, like For a check sure. from God. Just like I watching this damn commercial. They're talking about this uh, holy water. These folks selling holy water on the damn infomercial for like, you gotta call it, and I guess it's a, it's a free line or whatever. But I don't, I don't trust all that. Then it's a, it's a white man talking about how he prayed over the water, <clears throat> and it's a bunch of listen. It's a white man. Oh, you gonna get this water? This water, life saving, change the water. Then mm -hmm. it's a bunch of you don't see no white people in the damn um that are uh uh falling uh, subject to this using yeah the product. subjects. You see straight niggas like I got I use the water. I sprayed it over my checks and my bills, and the next day I got a mail. I got uh, a check in the mail for three thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. It was a blessing. I'd be like, mm, this, you know what, Lord, please yeah. release my people from the shackles of this white man, because I know he probably doing. He it's something in here that ain't but right, I think, that ain't right with my spirit. Bro, I think it just goes back to us examining the fruit that we being we are being presented with. And part in mm. my stumbling of words, but this is something I'm really passionate about. A lot of times, somebody can step into a mic, in front of a mic, and because they're in front of a mic, somebody says, well, what you say is valuable. What you say is the truth of God. And that's why the Bible tells us, study for your own approval. Develop mm. a relationship, relationship and not a religion. Allow allow yourself to know that, that everything that wears a suit ain't holy. And... I think growing up in my church, it was a long time where I had to talk to my mom about stepping away from the church because, and she thought it was because of my sexuality and people I was dating. And it was nothing like that, but they weren't teaching me. They weren't mm. feeding me. 
they were presenting me with a meal and eating it for themselves, indulging their own mm. flesh. Hey. And, and it wasn't anything that I could take for myself and say, okay, this is the word. This is what I'm learning. And, and, and this is how I can digest it for myself. It's already been digested on the other side of the pulpit. And that ain't fruitful for me. You can't it's, use that. I want, let me add to that too. Um, I feel like being in church, <clears throat> this is not a part of our, this is not, uh, this, we're going on a tangent, okay? But the Lord is say, taking the wheel. And, <laughs> hey, listen, when you are a Christian in a church, in a ministry that you go to every Sunday, there should be clear change through your walk. You mm-hmm. should not go to church and live the same life every day. Go to church every Sunday or not even, not, I'm not going to say go to church because a lot of times we're not even going to church. We logging in on Zoom and we seeing what's going on. Yeah. But you should not be in a ministry where you can see yourself being the same person and not growing, not treating people differently, not behaving differently. Yeah. Not, your outlook is not changing. Because when we think about what Jesus came to do, mm-hmm. what Jesus did, one, he made it easier for us to get into heaven. One. Right. Then he, he kind of, I feel like Jesus broke down the barriers of those who were rich, those who were poor, those who were bad, mm-hmm. those who were good. I feel like he brought, he kind of brought those people together and he had those kind of people around him. Mm-hmm. He kept them with, he kept up with them. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like Christianity can get into something else, something, something dark when it starts to get elitist. When people sure. started to, because sometimes I go to churches and people be more, they praise the pastor more than they praise God. And that is idolization. Some wild ass shit. Folks from the beginning of time have been trying to order sin and saying, oh, the, the, the splinter in your eye is way bigger than the log in mine. And I think, mm-hmm. I think it's very much so that thing of you should be constantly growing and not measuring your growth against someone else's. Because you don't know the type of transformation or the past somebody else's home. And that's why I try my best to make offerings to people. Don't tell nobody what they should be doing, who they should be dating, where they should be. Offer something because you can't change nobody. That change got to happen on their own. And the only way you can do that is by shedding the light that's inside of you. Exactly. That's why people who out there just be trying to spread religion. I hate hate when people do that... uh, when people try to scare people into going into going to church, like if you don't if you don't do this, you going to hell. Um, and sorry to everybody that don't that doesn't necessarily have a religion, because sometimes I even find Christianity to be problematic mm-hmm. as fuck. When I think about uh, missionaries going over to different countries, people doing that don't that doesn't what is it doing? That's that's why I think that they use Christianity to control people, because that's what missionaries do. They yes. definitely go over there and try to convert people yes. for what though. But they convert them so they can go ahead and, you know what I'm saying, get in some other resources. Go ahead and have you looking up a certain way. <clears throat> but, you know, listen. Hey, we're going to have to make that a whole center episode. We need a whole mm-hmm. episode for that. Because we can go on that shit all day. All day. Um, you had anything else for that? Because that's some shit. I guess the last thing that I was thinking in my head was even some of my friends coming from different religions. A lot more people... And this is kind of why we are a sad group of people sometimes. A lot mm-hmm. more people believe in he- hell than they do in heaven. And that's a scary thing. So many people Thanks. have been scared into religion that they will believe more in Satan 
than they will in the glory and blessings and power that they possess mm-hmm. because God bless you with a spirit unlike anybody else. God bless you mm-hmm. with an afterlife unlike anything else. God bless you with a before and a, a, a before you were even birthed in your, in your mother's womb. He blessed you with a certain level of knowledge. And mm-hmm. more people, it's hard for people to believe in that. But it's easy for people to believe that there's something worse waiting for them. And I think that that's a scary mentality to walk with. And causes a lot of the generational yeah. curses that's within us. Oh, <laughs> great way, great way to segue into some next. Let's go into our equip, sir. I yeah, let's get it. That, that, was, was, that, that, was, was, that was good. Shit. <laughs> my nigga, I might have to re-listen to that shit. God, oh. I feel like my, my cup was getting full just then. You know what I'm saying? My cup was getting full. Yeah, Anyways. yeah. So, my equip for today... I was going to talk about it, but, like, I want to get into the longevity of relationships. Mm-hmm. I feel like even when it comes to dealing with people, watching relationships, witnessing marriages as well, there are relationships that people be together for a long time, and they just grow sour of each other. They just, mm-hmm. it seems as if the relationship expired. But what I will say that there is hope. I've seen, it's not just our relationships. I say that, but I will say that I know I know one couple right now that I know they really, really love each other. Like, ain't ain't this 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 some shit that I look forward to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And let me tell you, this couple is my uncle Jeff and my auntie Mel. I'm I don't care because they say their name because I love them. You know what I'm saying? Like, them, <laughs> okay, uncle folks. Jeff and auntie and, Mel. And, and also, I'm gonna go ahead and put them out because my uh, them they work at Grips over there in Atlanta. Y'all go fuck with my uncle then, you know. Oh I'm yeah, at your the papa old spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I went over there. Spot. So shit, y'all go to spend some money, go and get that waffle, go and get no shrimp and greet, that motherfucker gonna hit like that. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> no no. But back to what I was saying. Um relationships just aren't lasting. But in their relationship, I don't I'm not necessarily in their relationship, but I can truly tell when um effort is constantly made to please the other partner. And I see that on mm-hmm. both ends. And not just on social media. I used to live with my uncle Jeff too. So I kinda I seen it up close too. But I don't see that in a lot of relationships. Even mm. in the households that I might have grown up in or um like I said the relationship that I've been in. I think that and I'm not sure why relationships, but what what do you think? Why aren't people being in each other as long? Also before you go ahead, I wanna say that um I got a fact. One and two relationships won't succeed. So if two people, two couples get married, one of them get divorced. These are just factuals. Okay. How do you explain that, sir? Now, to be honest, I think that it's kind of difficult to compare us to other generations because okay. we're lining up with different standards. I do mm. feel like in the world we're living in now, there's a little hope in relationships not lasting as long and there's a little disparity in that too and i say that because we're living in a time where the thoughts and opinions of a woman and this is just in a hetero relationship i'm not talking about all relationships but specifically in in the marriages that have been legalized for a long time um with a man and a woman we are entering a time where those gender roles and boundaries are becoming very, very much more liberating for women. And in a long time in the past where my granny and my grandpa were together and they are together longer, but my granny had to endure a lot of 
shit from my granddad. Because, and I'm not saying that I don't honor their relationship as one of the first couples I've ever seen in my life. Um, and that isn't even a testament to what generational trauma that puts in me and what my obligation is as a woman in a household Thanks. and what I got to get done. But if we look at the generation above us, there wasn't as much compromise that had to happen. There mm. was there was a pants in the relationship and there was the person that pressed the pants. So there was so this this energy is becoming very foreign to the to the entrepreneurs and ingenues that are leading this society nowadays. Women ain't going for that. Okay, I'm just going to... Now, we do have we do see some women where it's like, okay, I'm going to hold my man down regardless. Regardless, I'm going to hold my man down. But that I'm don't lead to marriage. Fuck. Woo, woo. <laughs> yeah, that don't lead to marriage. That may, may lead to a long, toxic, headache-ass relationship. But when, in the actual marriage where we you actually get into something where somebody is saying, okay, I'm going to hold this person down despite all their flaws, we're realizing that people know that they can reinvent themselves. You might be in a relationship for 15 years, and then you get to that 16 year and realize that I wasn't valued from day one. I wasn't valued in the ways I was supposed to. And now instead of fighting that or sticking through that, like my I would, I would set, see the strength in my grandmother doing. Because that's a, a strong thing to do. You look at plays and you look at people from other time frames where it's actually strength that you stayed with a man when he had a child out of wedlock. It was actually strength that you kept your house together. But nowadays we're saying, you know what? I don't have to be beaten up to show that I am strong. And that's mm. been hard for a lot of black women <clears throat> to see. But now that that's we're beautiful. seeing it, that might be causing the, the ending of marriages. That is a good ass point. That's a good ass point. Women aren't taking the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I also want to add on to. I also want to add to that though. That I've read in, um, I think it was in a business class. But people are prioritizing a healthy marriage. They're they're prioritizing being happy with someone, and it's easier to walk away from being miserable. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think nowadays it's being more socially accepted. But I did not think about women being, you know, like not putting up with some of the things that they put up before. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a very beautiful thing. Because I feel like the more you introduce compromising and uh, equal, even relationship, I think that yeah. relationship has a better chance of succeeding. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. Now, going back to <clears throat> what we were talking about show. earlier, the Bible, which this ain't, this ain't a sermon, even though uh -huh. Jesus pops <laughs> up wherever he wants or wherever they want, God pops up wherever, everywhere. But... The Bible does talk about being equally yoked. Y'all can't be pulling the same load and that load is heavier on somebody else. And now we're we're coming to this point where it, it's a requirement from day one before even the question is asked that we are equal. That we are putting in the same amount of effort and time into this. Which in generations before us, it was kind of like, okay, dad can put in time at work. Mama puts in the time at the house. And the kids. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's the dynamic of the home. But that might have been equal back then. You know what I'm saying? Being that certain women couldn't even work. Well, not certain women, but women weren't allowed to work like that. So that might have been equal. Mm -hmm. Because house labor wasn't no help back then. Mm -hmm. Being that the technology might have been. You know what I'm saying? So we also, we evolving. We, we're matching up. You know what I'm saying? I like that. But since you brought the generation, let me ask you this. 
what will our generation look like married then? What do you think our generation is going to look like, being that we do have these new idea ideologies and we are going about relationships differently? <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> On some funny shit, the first thing that came to mind was we about to be a generation of fucking swingers. Jada and Will <laughs> already introduced that shit to us. We can be in entanglements. <laughs> yep. Entanglement. This generation is going to open up to a lot of polygamous relationships, sister wives type energy. I, but I, I ain't really seen that yet. I haven't seen loyal. Like, we, we've been entering this question okay, of love right. versus loyalty, right. and I have not seen much loyalty. People love and people love hard in our generation, but the loyalty that they the, and the attention span of our generation is so short that it's like, okay, this ain't entertaining no more. I don't want to do this no more. And I feel like, and I feel like the compromise is going to come in that is to invite people into your relationship, which is already happening. And not saying that that's me or that's like I don't know what I'm gonna do. Me and my husband, <laughs> me and my wife, me and my person. I don't know what it's going to look like, but what I do know is equally with that statement of there's going to be a lot of compromise, there's going to be a lot of compromise so you don't lose your spouse, you don't lose your survival mate. Mm, I don't know. I kind of, I agree and disagree to that. I think that people are, maybe that's a young thing as well. Like, being open to people may be something that we do right now. Hold on, pause. Alright, guys, we are back. We had to have a little break, little technical difficulties, but we are back in the building. Um, yeah. Ooh, I had one more thing for my equip before we wrap it up. One more I thing. want to ask you a question. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. What's up? Okay, What's so up? let me ask you a question. <laughs> Through your dating experience, what would you take away from like like if you had to pass it down to someone or mentors or someone as the perfect dating advice what would you add to it or take away what i would say is i feel like first of all i'm only 22 i'm a young nigga so i'm learning a lot of this shit as i'm going and like i said it's only so much i can really give to somebody um i can just tell them of my experience but i haven't really done a whole lot of dating but I have, you know, had, like, situationships. And I always feel like if you are going to be involved with somebody, I think the least thing you should do or feel obligated to is to at least care about that person. And I feel like when you care about somebody, it can go to you want better for them. And if you mm -hmm. want better for somebody, I feel like that relationship can always be as best as it can be because especially if y'all both want the best for each other. Um, I also feel like you should be going to those lengths that your partner is. You shouldn't be uh, watching your partner do a whole lot and you not feel obligated to either match that energy or to let them know that you're not really there yet and then it's uh, it can cause an imbalance. And mm -hmm. an imbalance in a relationship can make the relationship toxic because it can, you know, somebody can be ha having a lot of pool and you not have so much pool. Or it can just cause a relationship to not function at all. And that's probably why um, relationships don't last. So my whole thing would be to match energy. Match energy. Yeah. And you can take that out of relationships. You can put that in friendships as well. If your friend is going mm -hmm. hard for you, I feel like you also need to go hard for your friend. It's just like if we, you ever been somewhere and some shit finna happen and you like, 
oh yeah, like my partner them gonna hit for me, whatever, woo woo. But yeah. you feel some type of way, some shit finna happen, and you the only one that's the stepper, and people you with, you know, cause then I was going as hard for you. So yeah, that's all exactly. I got. Match that energy. Match that energy. Let me ask you something. I feel that. I feel that. I feel like ultimately valuing somebody, you need to be valued that same way. And I feel like for me, what I went and passed down to the next generation that was poured into me was that you don't know love. Like telling me in high school, you don't know the concept of love. This is puppy love. You don't understand it. Um, This isn't real love. I think that was something that was placed into me that a lot of people didn't transcribe or allow me to understand what they actually meant. And I think now growing up out of high school, what it means to me is you haven't learned to love yourself first. So don't, don't put that love into someone else yet. And I think that's the biggest thing I could give to somebody is you have to first value yourself before trying to understand how to value other people. Um, but yeah, that's what I would pass down to the next generation. I, I feel with it. Loving yourself. Loving yourself. I think the more you learn yourself and you love yourself, the better you are in relationships anyways. Mm-hmm. The better you know how you show love, you know your love languages, you know? Um, yeah, but let me ask sure. you something. Could you date someone you're not physically attracted to? <laughs> you should have told me you was asking this before we started. I could have came up with a more political answer, but... <laughs> The answer is, I was talking to my roommates about this the other day about what percentage makes your 100% basically like body, face, personality. Those are your three, like how much of it is body, how much of it is face, and how much of it is personality. But for me, to be honest, to be honest, I feel like I, I have multiple levels in ways of attraction. Mm. Um, I can be attracted to somebody financially. Mm. Um, <laughs> I can be attracted <laughs> I can be attracted financially actually. <laughs> I can be attracted to somebody physically. I can be attracted to somebody's artistry. Mm, um, that's true. And I think that so like to say can I date somebody that I'm not attracted to? I want all my layers physically attracted to. I want all my layers to surpass, like surpass at least fifty percent. I would say. (laughs) So, if you're not physically attracted to me, I think in other ways you can become attracted to me. But, Mm. um, and I think that's why I end up compromising a lot in relationships because Mm, if you're, because sometimes it's it's not that difficult to get over somebody's physique, but. If I'm physically attracted to you, that can cause me to not pay attention to the other ways that I'm not attracted to you. Mm, and, and I think, like, that's a little bit more scary than just yeah. falling into Red physical flag. attraction. For sure. For sure. Because there's some bad folks out there, beautiful folks. With horrible personalities. Horrible. Demons, red flags. It oh. make them look ugly. Just pitiful. Um, what about you? I, I can say... I can say for sure, I've been uh, in relationships with, with someone I wasn't physically attracted to. I feel like, for me, like you said, there can be something else about a person that causes me to be attracted to them that can make me 
overlook their physicality, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember I was dealing with this one girl, and I thought she was cute as fuck. Really, she was funny as fuck. And she <laughs> had my ass rolling. I'm talking about she was just cracking jokes. Shit, shit just funny in here. I don't even think she had a fat ass or nothing like that. She was just cool and stuff. <laughs> and I would be like, I'll be talking to my uh, my homeboys. I'll be like, man, you know, we, we had a good time. We, we. They'd be like, bro, shit, as long as you happy, bro. I'm like, what you mean? Long as you, <laughs> like, shit, bro, long as you got down, you know, you having a good time, that's all that matter. I'm like, bro, what you, what y'all trying to say? <laughs> when he came up to me, put a hand on my shoulder, he was like, hey, bro, she ugly, bro. She hurt. She ain't it. And that was my first time hearing that. I thought she was cute the whole time. I'm like, she she what? She ugly. She What's ugly about her? Oh, my God. Niggas was dead what, ass. What so pulling up pictures. Josh, look at this. <laughs> are, are, are you? Oh, my and goodness. And I, I was probably blinded by my attraction to her uh, comedic timing. But do you feel like your do you feel like your bros and that goes to another great question of who you can take your relationship advice on. But do you feel like your attraction skewed because of your friend's attraction? Um, well the first thing that came out of their mouth was, Well, as long as you're happy. So if I if I had a left foot alone there, I wasn't even worried about it. So it wouldn't just it would've just went out of my way. But them calling her ugly did not make me stop liking her. That okay. didn't get in the way of that. Cause I still but it did she was, make you start looking at her in a different lens. I wouldn't even say that because I kept seeing her. I didn't start looking at her into a different lens until I found her uh, humor to be, um, I don't know. I think I... Depreciating? Uh, I forgot how we fell off, but what I will say is that what kept me, her humor kept me. And I don't remember what necessarily took it off. But I did fuck with her, and she wasn't the cutest. Now, when I look at her picture now, I be like, damn. She must have been funny as fuck, man. That's how I'll be. Let me tell you. When I went back home, I saw my ex or whatever. (laughs) And I looked at him, and I was like. Cracker? Dang. That's not what I. JK, JK. I was like, dang, JK. was like we was both walking side by side. Me with my locks, him with his texture hair. And I was like, <laughs> what does it look like? What does it look like? <laughs> you know, when we get older, I'm gonna be like, you know, you really used to that was what you was on back in high school. That was what you was on. And ain't nothing wrong with that. But that's where you were then. Okay, that's where you and my perception of life has changed since then. But also, but also, high school was just different. Again, back to that puppy love. I didn't know how to love myself first, and therefore, when I first and it wasn't no no other men for real prioritizing chocolate girls. Mm. But when he began to fetishize me. I didn't, and I won't necessarily say everything he did was fetishizing me, but when he did, I didn't. I really, I identified it as something else um, because also, I didn't have a love. How for do myself. you, how do you know that everything he did wasn't fetishizing? How do I know that? Yeah, how did you know that? I don't think a fetish could last that long. How? I would hope not. I would you hope don't think a fetish, fetish could last that long? You know, white people. As be, long as oh, we lasted, the conversations we had, the. The places we've gone, and let's be real, we dated for five years. I ain't give up no punani until four years hey. and a half. 
I ain't know if you wanted to say all that on the show, but <laughs> this shit sound like a Patreon episode talking about the damn Punani. That's a long ass time oh, too. Oh, sorry. You gotta think about it. You gotta think about it too. Y'all was okay. Cut that part um, out. <laughs> yeah, I might. I'm, I'm probably just gonna uh, blanket it. I mean, if you are you comfortable sharing that? Yeah, I'm cool. I'm just saying, like, I didn't. We were talking about. I don't remember what we was talking about. Well, <laughs> I remember, but what I'm saying is that was an earlier part of our conversation. I am saying, though, I didn't, for him to fetishize me, it was a point in time where he used to, like, pet my hair, and I had to tell him, like, I don't like to be pet. What? Was in the, Excuse like, me? <laughs> when he, Excuse but some me. folks do that as a cute thing. Like, he used to put his pet arm me. over my head. I ain't never he used to put to no black girl. He used to put his arm over my shoulder and then, like, play with my side curl on the side. You know why I knew not to play with a black girl like that? <laughs> why? Because you seen Malibu's most wanted. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I know my women. Therefore, I'm going to cater to them in a special Your way. Your women? Interesting phrase. <clears throat> Uh, but <laughs> interesting phrase. Interesting phrase. I feel like I can say that about black women. I think I can say that. I think okay, that we used to, that's something to that we used to say. That was something that we used to say back in the day too. I feel like something we used to have. It was like a community type thing. Those are our women. We protect them. We get out there first. That's okay. where I'm coming from. That's what I mean when I okay, say that. Okay, I feel women. that. That's what I mean. But um, yeah, I would never just be patting nobody head. Cause I know she gonna look at me crazy. Cause I already know where she coming from and the, and, the, and the effort that she put in her hair in the first place. So for me yes. to put my hands, you know what I'm saying? Like that's just me knowing my women. You understand? Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, let's wrap this up for uh, equip. Let's go ahead and go with the timeline trauma. Uh, where's handing on the TL? You did know what I'm saying? I be seeing uh people talk about. Uh, the shit that be going on, but I feel like the culture with timeline shit, people always say shit like, y'all generation do this, y'all do that, y'all need to stop, woo, woo, woo. I feel like if you want social media timeline, like, y'all, you lame as hell, one, because we all do some <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. And two, it's a better way to be trying to get people to change, I feel like. Y'all is pretty condemning and trying to separate yourself, but you too take part in that shit too, whatever you y'all in about. For sure. We can look at social media and realize how folks have used that for the benefit of their business, for encouragement. A lot of people have been encouraged by these silhouette challenges and these busted challenges. I know Mm -hmm. you talked about it earlier, but it's actually encouraging to see Mm -hmm. all the different body types and the confidence that comes into to to nice. the idea of my body opposed to the details of it. And I think that's beautiful. I'm glad you brought that up because I was just gonna talk about how, you know, um, you know, Chloe and Haley, the twins. So you know they yeah. had the, um, they was doing well. Uh, I think it was Chloe doing the, the challenge. She got yeah. fat ass. Everybody know that. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? She got one. Woo woo. But I was so glad to see, because uh, I know she had got that. She people was talking shit on Twitter at that time. I ain't like all that. But I was glad to mm-hmm. see. Um, what's her name? Uh, the Lupita. actress. Lupita, I love fucking Lupita, and I'm glad Lupita had dropped her African challenge too, cause I feel like that was some solidarity shit. Even if they don't yeah. necessarily, um, they're not the same challenge, 
But the fact that they both did, you know what I'm saying? Like, she came and dropped her after the backlash from Chloe. That yes. kind of, that just some real solidarity. I love to see shit for like sure, that. For sure, for sure. I think that seeing these two women utilize the bottom half of their body and showing that we don't have to sexualize it. Showing mm. we don't have to sexualize it at all. It's just, it's exactly as um, Catherine Dunham, which has been a very huge head in the dance course. Um, if you study dance at all, Catherine Dunham is a black artist who brought confidence and brought understanding to the bottom half of the body. Mm. And I think I think that the more we get to a point where we can enjoy our bodies without other people sexualizing it, is when we can be free as women to do whatever the fuck we want to do. Because I know I know my friends, I know a few of my friends who then got into it with they folks over these silhouette challenges and like if a man is watching it too long if a girl end up doing it it's just too much just let folks be yeah yeah i agree with that i agree with that Mm. that's that's 100 um let me ask you this do how do you feel about this ti and tiny shit like (sighs) (laughs) i just want to get a quick little opinion what you think i done told you these swingers gonna be swinging and it's gonna go (laughs) Now, but people to be saying honest, 19 people don't came out allegations talking about. Uh, I don't know. I, did, like I haven't heard about the 19 allegations. I just know the history of how I've heard T.I. depict women, how he's depicted Thanks. his own daughter, Thanks. how he spoke about women in the industry, how he how he permeates his image. And I think I think regardless, it's a clear example that it don't matter if you do a thousand things right. Whatever you do will come to the light. And Facts. I think that Facts. that can only be what we abide by. I don't I'm not a hundred percent gonna hold on jumping on black women in their stories. But I also know the the detriment of these things being tethered to a black man's name. And yes it affects Tiny too. But it's different here, and T.I. is the perpetrator of some of these things that women are saying. And does it hurt that a woman is doing it? Do it hurt that a woman is doing it? No, but nine times out of ten, society attributes that type of manipulation from the man. Even though a lot of the sex trafficking rings that have been caught in Atlanta have been led by women. Right. Right. I, I, I agree with that. I seen his video responding to it. And um, honestly, I grew up on T.I. music. Like, I fuck with mm-hmm. T.I., you know what I'm saying, being from the city. So when I hear shit like this, I'd be like, damn, bro, because it always seemed like a lot of the people that were great in our community be having big-ass falls. Like, then I don't want, I ain't really anticipating that this would be a fall for T.I., but like I said, even when Ice Cube was uh, getting up around Trump and trying to, you know what I'm saying, Act like some shit was gonna happen or whatever, and Lil Wayne acting like a fucking crackhead. Like that should be it. it it's kind of hurts when you see folks you was looking up to, kind of like go down these paths. But the, these people are human, sure. and we can't just look at them as as um role models and shit. But what I will say as far as these specific allegations, I can say that I can see, I can see them being um, I can see how that might have. I think that the, the, we have to see how it plays out because both of these could be true. Both of these sound like some shit that could happen. These niggas, we know these niggas be on some freaky shit. We know that. And yeah, they might do the drugs. And 
if you want to get rich and if you want to find a way up, you might be trying to, you might get around them and might, you know what I'm saying? And also, you could yeah. get influence. But also, in that same in that same breath, I can also see 19 people trying to cap for some money. I can see that. But not 19 yeah. people ain't, ain't finna be capping. So, like, all I'm saying is both of them are really believable. Like, both situations. And then you also have think... to account for T.I.'s history with how he do talk about women, which makes it all the more look more guilty. And like I said, I'm not no police officer. I'm not the one that's going to be uh, uh, giving out the damages. But this is going to be a hit on their reputation and the community. Mm-hmm. And they pull on the community. So that's like one of the worst things that can come out of this. Like this. Is and I think it's important pool. for us to not acknowledge the people who have endured this trauma as well. Let it be Facts. true or not. But the people who actually have to deal with the consequences of getting in the industry too young or um, too ignorant. And I think that it does something to the person accused, but with the accusation being right or wrong, it does something to the, to the, to the storyteller. Um, mm. Just to have to, this be attached to my image. Oh, that's the girl who, who was with T.I. Or this is what happened to her. Now, because coming out with your story, with the things that have happened to you, Fair. also tethered this new image that is now on you. And that is what causes a lot of, women and people to be scared to tell their story of abuse. Um, I also feel like if you got money, bro, and you doing shit, and you having people over, nigga, make these folks sign a non-disclosure? Like, what the fuck? Y'all don't listen to people with money? Make them sign a, a non-disclosure so some shit do happen and it be at least handled privately. But this hierarchy, boy, this hierarchy is shutting a lot of women up, especially another thing that's on my timeline is the fact that Chris Brown and Tory Lanez are doing a song together or working together. (laughs) I think that is permeating this image that you can do whatever the fuck you want to do to black women in this world and folks are still going to support you. I think that and 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 I don't know what happened with Tory. I don't know what happened. He shot Um, his foot. I don't know if it was proven. I don't know if it was proven. I don't know. I ain't going to go against Meg. I fuck with Meg. And she ain't never done no shit to make me question what she did. Uh, like, if it was Mulatto, I'd be like, Mulatto. <laughs> I hate calling her Mulatto, but. I know. Uh, I, I, me calling her Mulatto, it just seems, that's just some stupid ass shit. I don't know why her name, anyways. But, yeah, with the stay, you know, I fuck with the stay. Even when I mess with the stay. I that freestyle. I was like, oh yeah. I remember she said some shit one time. It was so hard. She said, um, she said, um, uh, I don't take back your uh, It was some shit. It was hard. It was like, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, yeah. She called it. She said, um, I, oh, yeah, I tell you this shit back. I won't fuck on your man. I'll fuck on his face right in your place. I was like, oh. <laughs> she, she talking that shit. I'm like, when it be that one time. But hey, you know, I'm, I feel like he shot ass in the foot. That nigga, it just makes sense. To me. It makes more sense. But as far as them working together, you can just be smarter about what we do. It's not needed. I don't need a Chris Brown. But it's perpetrating this The streets thing. is not asking for that. We don't care. <laughs> but it's, it's these two people who have been depicted and are abusers exactly. in the world because we've seen exactly. this. And now they're patting each other on the back saying, we got, we got trauma too, I think. And I don't want to question nobody trauma. I, I don't, I don't, I don't. But when you come in camaraderie with these other mm. people who have been depicted as abusers, it and thus makes you look like an abuser. And that you're, Say, you're going for the, you're supporting the damn behavior, what it sounds mm-hmm. like. 
Uh, let me tell you, I banged out Chris Brown when he started. Um, I feel like when he when I when I started thinking he was on uh coke, I was like, mm mm, I don't know. Last Chris Brown album I was into was Fame, and I really used to fuck with Chris Brown too. I really did. Yeah. I did a talent show in seventh grade. I even really want to be like that nigga. Ooh, what you for him to, Yeah, like you what remember. You you remember when we did when we watch when we watch um this Christmas? I remember when everybody first came out watch this Christmas. They was ready to watch this Christmas because of that nigga. When mm-hmm. when when Stump the Yard first came out, niggas ain't yeah. want niggas ain't give a fuck about that shit. We wanted to watch Chris Brown. This nigga died in the first ten minutes, <laughs> but we still watch this shit. We was like, I guess he's gonna come back to life in the end. He just gonna be dancing in the shadow or some shit. Yeah. No, we didn't get that. But I was saying. Him, his downfall is another downfall that I can be, truly say is hard to watch. And I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't But even, even if we look at these connections again, if we look at these connections again, that's Chris Brown working with Columbus Short, who beat the fuck out of his girl. See, I ain't know that. I hit Columbus Short beating on your girl. God dang. These niggas, are, <sighs> these niggas need therapy. You they do. Jail time as well because you ain't just meeting on no one. <laughs> anyway, but look though. Another thing on the timeline though, y'all, that I don't want y'all getting caught up in is if you don't get a gift this Sunday, then it is what it is. That's all I want to <laughs> say because I know that's going to be posted. I know it's going to aggravate the piss out of me. <laughs> so like, they they just started time, talking. And she got all the <laughs> damn flowers. <laughs> but don't feel no way you see that on your timeline this week, y'all. Like the photos, Thanks. congratulate folks. Thanks. You gotta, you gotta be in your bag. Feel good, good with you. But um, I just get yourself something. Go, go, do something for yourself. Go out to mm-hmm. eat by yourself and smoke a nice little blunt. Be geek this fuck by yourself. Rolling. Enjoy your time. Eat some bread. Talk some shit. You know what I'm saying? You can. Scrolling is not. Yourself. Don't do it for you. <laughs> Seeing, um, seeing your ex on your timeline is gonna cause some trauma. <laughs> go ahead and block that right now. Go ahead and hide them retweets. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for TL Trauma, y'all. We can go ahead and um move on to our final segment. What's up? Let's mental check out. Um, mine is basically uh, I want people Aiming for to. New heights. Oh, I think it's very important that we monitor the state that we're in, like. We know we're in a pandemic. We know we have a lot of responsibilities mm-hmm. and we know a lot is moving fast right now. But your being can be in a state that you're not necessarily aware of. Like, and this is why I think people can sort of kind of get a grip on depression or anxiety. You be able to monitor your physical being sometimes and sure. see, like, am I hands sweating? Am I, am I relaxed? Um, where is my mind at right now? Like, how, what is my stressing levels? Because, the more we are acknowledging of our state, the more we can cater to our state and ultimately make our living experiences the best that it can be. So, y'all, that's what I got. Be sure you are keeping up with where you are, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. What's up with you, Ray? Yes. Um, where I am right now, I just recently just started thinking of my poem again. It's just been something that's been in my sphere a lot, and especially with Valentine's Day around the corner. Um my favorite line is, I want to trade breaths with you. I want to take your mind, body, and soul and place it on a pedestal. Mm. And I think that it's important to prioritize the mind, the body, and the soul um, just as vigorously. When you when your stomach is growling, growling you feed it immediately. When your stomach... I'm sorry. <laughs> when your stomach is growling, you feed it immediately. 
when your spirit needs something, don't say, okay, I'm going to get to this. I'm going to prioritize self-care later. I'm going to do this later on. Feed it. Mm. Feed it because that it's going to starve and it's going to hurt when it's starving. So, so prioritize your mind, body, and soul and put it above the everyday things you're seeing in life. And that's how I'm aiming for new heights this week. Aiming for new heights. Hey. Last thing, y'all. Make sure y'all watching um, y'all watching black artists. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? Giving, show love to black people making work. And um, we supporting black businesses. That's all I got. And shit, we can yeah. go ahead and wrap this baby up. We Thank got y'all through so it, all right? much. Hey, episode two, we through. Hey, it's <laughs>